Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 9th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, KJ Hill is uh, sticking around for his fifth year senior season. I was uh, mildly surprised by this. I didn't think he would be a second day pick or anything like that, meaning second or third rounds. I thought he'd be a third day pick, uh, maybe fifth round or something like that because of his lack of speed. But uh, K.J. Hill is coming back, and that, that's huge. When you lose you know, three quality receivers, especially a stud like Paris Campbell and two other guys that really contribute a lot with Terry McLaurin and uh, Johnny Dixon, to have K.J. Hill back and to pair him with guys like you know, C.J. Saunders and you know, we, Benjamin Victor also said he's coming back. Austin Max obviously coming back. They got some young guys like Chris Olave and some of those guys, Garrett Wilson coming in, but K.J. Will, KJ Hill coming back is huge. Absolutely. This is a, a team obviously losing three very productive senior wide receivers in Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, and Johnny Dixon, guys that have really emerged over the last two years, especially this year. Um, and so to get a guy like KJ coming back who very easily could have declared, I don't know how high he would have been selected, but he's been productive at Ohio State. I mean, he's, I think, like 40 receptions, 40-some receptions away from taking the record that Paris Campbell just set for the most all-time receptions in a career. You know, he's he's also never done it as the guy at that H-back position. He's been rotating with with Paris Campbell for um, you know, the last two seasons. So, it'll be very interesting to see how it looks with with him as as the guy and no kind of established other player at that position to rotate. You mentioned CJ He didn't uh, this season even though they, they talked about him being ready to go and whatnot. So I think this is huge. You know, Obviously, you're going to have a new starting quarterback next year. They're going to have a reliable slot guy um, you know, over the middle and, and a guy who can, can get out and, and get downfield as well. So that'll be big, plus the leadership aspect. We saw what a big deal these guys were as leaders this year in, in Campbell, McLaurin, and Johnny Dixon. And I think K.J. Hill wants to keep that going in the receiver room and as part of the offense. So... Huge deal, I think. Like you said, I was I was surprised that he was coming back. I thought he's a guy who had done his four years, even though one of them was a redshirt year, and he would move on and, and try his luck in the NFL. But you know, I don't know if he didn't get the the grade he wanted, or if he just decided he still wanted another year at Ohio State. But it's good news for Buckeye fans, and I imagine that he can help improve his draft stock and and be a big time weapon for Ohio State in 2019. And that brings us to Kendall Sheffield and Damon Arnett. They're the kind of the two guys that still have not made their intentions known. Uh, I expect we'll hear something very soon. And I think both those guys are going to go pro, Patrick. I uh, I don't think Damon Arnett is going to get. Uh, I think he might be fortunate to be like a sixth or seventh round pick. But I do think Kendall Sheffield, when you look at his speed and his pedigree of being a former five-star recruit. And I thought he had a pretty good year at Ohio State this year. I know fans got on Kendall Sheffield, but I think Sheffield could be a second-day pick, you know, like a third-round like third pick, something like that. But I do think Sheffield and Arnett are both going to go pro. What do you think? That wouldn't surprise me. I think you know, both 
well, in Sheffield's case, as you mentioned, a five-star guy. I imagine that he was on a three-year plan when he came in, as we've talked about before. Uh, you know, a, a five-star kid that, that was really highly thought of when he went to Alabama. Things obviously didn't work out there. And then he ends up at Blinn and comes to Ohio State. So it's been more than three years already, but he, you know, has has definitely developed since he's been at Ohio State. Um, you know, there's still the problems with pass interference and whatnot, but he can work on that at the NFL level. He's got all the skills. I imagine he'll test well. He's very athletic. Obviously, you know about his speed. So he's a guy that I could see certainly testing the waters. And, and Damon Arnett's interesting because I like kind of following up on what you said, I don't think he's ready for the NFL at all, but I don't know if he's going to get any better at Ohio State, um, you know, especially with the guys behind him. We saw what Jeffrey Okuda looked like in the Rose Bowl, finally really looking like a lockdown corner that the Buckeyes expected from him. Sean Wade obviously played more this year and really came on. So, you know, those are guys that you want to get more snaps and, and help develop, especially with the new staff coming in. So I could see Damon Arnett kind of reading the writing on the wall. You know, no offense to Dante Booker, but I don't think you want that kind of treatment at the end of your career where you're playing backup snaps despite being a former starter. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if those two go pro. Um, and, and then you kind of start afresh with Jeffrey Okuda, Sean Wade, Marcus Williamson, some of these young names that have gotten some time, but not nearly as much as, as maybe they hoped, you know, going into 2019 and, and with a new coaching staff defensively, I think you kind of start over with, with a new group of corners and, and basically a, yeah, a new group of corners that are, you know, trying to improve on what was a disappointing 2018. And switching gears to the, uh, the coaching news that keeps coming fast and furious. Um, Al Washington, the Buckeyes, coaching him for Michigan. It's huge. I know his father played at Ohio State. And Al's, you know, Al Jr.'s from Columbus, went to Bishop, Bishop Watterson High School, uh, graduated in 2002, very young guy, 34 years old. Um, you know, coming to Ohio State as linebacker coach. There's been some talk he could also maybe be recruiting coordinator and kind of name only because every coach has to kind of be a recruiting coordinator to some day to some degree. And we all know Mark Pantone is the real recruiting coordinator, but uh, yeah, this is huge. And, and just, you know, stealing him from Michigan is big because Al Washington is doing a good job recruiting the state of Ohio and you get rid of the biggest punching bag for Buckeye fans, which is Billy Davis. So I think everybody is, is thrilled about this in Buckeye nation, Patrick. I don't know how you, you wouldn't be, like you said, a, a guy who's from Columbus, obviously passionate about, this area of the country, um, you know, worked at Cincinnati too with Luke Fickle. So has that connection. I think, you know, he's got a proven track record with, with linebackers, which is good news for Ohio state fans. It'll be very interesting. I think to see how he fits in with, with, you know, Greg Madison, obviously he worked with last year, but how they make all these pieces work. Um, and with the linebackers they have, you know, the, while I do believe that you can put a lot of the issues on on Bill Davis and the defensive scheme this year, um, I also think, you know, Tough Borland isn't a guy who is, you know, he's limited, I think, putting it, putting it uh, truthfully. You know, he can only do so much as a middle linebacker. He's more of the old school guy against, um, going against, you know, power eyes and stuff that Ohio State doesn't see. So how does Al Washington kind of develop that? Where What's the next step for Pete Warner? What about some of these other younger names? You know, we came into this year hearing that we they might rotate guys at linebacker. And aside from Baron Browning, we didn't see that a ton. Um, you know, so Al Washington, I think it helps that he spent a year 
working under Greg Madison or with Greg Madison at Michigan. Uh, I'm very excited to see this. He's, like I said, done done well with linebackers in the past. Ohio State certainly needs, that's probably the area that needs to improve the most on the defense. Um, and, you know, you get fresh blood in there, a young up-and-coming guy, exciting, uh, you know, after they made, you know, fans were disappointed that they made Greg Madison a, a higher with, with how old he is. I think they liked that, that Ryan Day was going with a lot of younger um, coaches, or at least that's what the rumors were. And so you, you get a guy like this who could potentially really grow in this program and, and take over for some of these other older guys as they retire. I think it's a home run higher um, all around. I think, uh, you know, especially like you said, stealing from Michigan is never going to be a, a bad thing for Buckeye fans, you know. Just just now Michigan, at the very least, has to replace two guys and, uh, you know, kind of scrambling here as, as coaches get snapped up by other programs. Yeah, and obviously the Buckeyes now have one more coaching vacancy to fill on Ryan Day's staff. And a lot of people thought it would be a cornerbacks coach because corners coach, uh, a lot of times that sounds like quarterbacks, but I'm talking cornerbacks. Because obviously Tabor Johnson, who we've reported on Bucknuts, will not be back. Um, but we're also hearing that Jeff Halfley is probably just going to coach the entire secondary, and they might the final coach might be somebody who could help out with defense. I'm sure because the offensive staff they already have a, a bunch of guys over there, but they would only have four full-time defensive coaches in that scenario. Maybe a guy that could help out with special teams, and you know maybe a guy that could help out with defense as well. That's interesting to me. Um, just. Um, if it materializes that way, what are your thoughts on that, Patrick? Yeah, that would be interesting because you, know, you think the the normal breakdown, you have 10 assistants you can hire now, and so you do five on offense, five on defense. You know, if they're going to hire someone to focus specifically on special teams or, or have an emphasis on special teams, I think that's good. Ohio State special teams haven't, at least uh, in terms of the return game, haven't always lived up to expectations. You know, it's been a long time since we've had a punt or kick return touchdown um, at Ohio Stadium or, or elsewhere for the Buckeyes. So, you know, if, if they can bring that back, I've liked what I've seen from, from the other side of the ball on special teams, obviously blocked punts and, and the way uh, they kick. But, you know, that was all under Urban Meyer, who you know, made special teams a focus. Ryan Day may not be nearly as attentive to that, so maybe he wants to go out and hire somebody who will be an interesting decision. Um, that has to mean that he's, you know, happy with the guys that he's brought in. If um, Jeff Halfley is going to co- coach the entire secondary, I know that's probably what he did. And I know that's what he did in the NFL, being a defensive backs coach, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how that works out at the collegiate level. Obviously, some programs handle it that way, but you've got to develop these kids. And, and if you're a little less specialized in terms of the entire secondary instead of safeties and or corners, um, you know, hopefully that doesn't take much away from, from the development. I don't think it will. That's what he's used to. I imagine that's what he likes to do. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think so far you have to be excited about the hires, but still one more on the board, and I'm eagerly awaiting to see what that officially will be. All right, last topic for the show here. Dwayne Haskins going pro. No surprise at all. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, Justin Fields against Justin. How about Justin Fields against Tate Martell? Um, and, you know, Matthew Baldwin, we don't want to rule him out either. Obviously, you know, he's received a lot of rave reviews from his teammates and even the coaches have talked him up. And he seems like he'd be a good fit for a Ryan Day offense. But I can't imagine Justin Fields is going to come here. Uh, unless he was told that he is going to be the starting quarterback, or at least probably is going to be the starting quarterback. So, and Justin Fields, 
is here. He is at Ohio State. Um, how do you think this is going to break down? Do you think Fields is unquestionably the starter? Do you think do you think Martell's going to stick around and battle this out? Just how do you think this is going to work out, Patrick? I definitely think Martell will stick around. I don't see a, a reason to leave if he decides to transfer. He's not at the point where Joe Burrow was, where he can be a graduate transfer and play right away somewhere. I can't imagine him getting a, a hardship waiver. But we probably won't know that for sure until later in the spring or even afterwards if Shea Patterson's timeline is anything to go off of. But I think this will be fun battle to watch throughout the spring, probably in the fall camp. Um, if Ryan Day is anything like Urban Meyer and wants to keep competition going, um, I could see Ryan Day, you know, naming a leader, maybe naming a starter, but but keeping it open. But I don't see any reason to uh, to you know pick one of these guys unless they just really command the huddle and and look like the better guy going into or as you leave spring practice. You know, I think what Tate Martell told us out at the Rose Bowl rings true that he's been in this offense for two years. He's had to learn. Um, from Ryan Day, and, and you know he's finally comfortable. He thinks he can do everything that this offense needs. Now, Justin Fields is is a very good quarterback, freakishly athletic, I imagine, very smart from everything I understand. So I imagine he comes in and, and you know picks things up relatively quickly, but Tate Martell certainly has a leg up in that department. On the flip side, Justin Fields is, is more prototypical quarterback um, you know, that that may fit more with what Ryan Day wants to do in terms of size and arm strength and whatnot. Um, you know, Tate sounds very confident that he can win this job. Obviously, he's always been a confident kid. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields was the number two recruit in the country last year for a reason. You know, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for this. You know, anytime you have a quarterback battle and the quarterbacks are, are top level, um, I think it's it's good for, you know, us especially for for us to cover it but and then Matthew Baldwin will will be interesting as well I think probably an underrated guy coming out of high school only playing one year at Lake Travis but Lake Travis is really good football school down there in Austin Texas and you know he was playing behind or he was sitting behind some some good quarterbacks that have gone on to playing college so I'll be interested when we get to see him more obviously we didn't get to see him last offseason because he was coming back from from the ACL injury but all reports are that he's looked good in in practices um, we saw him throw a little bit when we were out at the Rose Bowl but not enough to really walk away and say hey this guy's this or this guy's that um, you know the his high school tape is is good obviously he he made it to the state championship game before tearing his ACL um, so I'll be very interested to see kind of where he fits into this how he looks in spring ball um, I think this spring game will be big for all three of these quarterbacks to kind of go out there and, and make one final statement uh, about where they stand before the end of it. But we'll have a lot of time to talk about that. But it will be very compelling. You know, we obviously saw that last year with Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins, and we'll get to cover another quarterback battle this year. It's always fun. It's always yeah. Uh, it, yeah and just covering the Buckeyes in general. It doesn't uh, lack drama at all. Yeah, you know, days of our Buckeyes, as I like to say. <laughs> right. Well, great stuff from Patrick Murphy, and I really appreciate it, Patrick. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best day in land.